What is up, 4th State Entertainment Podcast number two. I'm your host, Tyson Aldridge, coming with you with my co-host, Jack the Gardener. Jack, what's up? What up? And Alex Unger. Alex, what's up? How's it going? Oh, good. You know, how you guys doing? Good. Good weekend? Good Tuesday, yeah. I watched football a lot this weekend. It was a very fattening weekend. Yeah. Just laid on the couch, (laughs) ate a lot of food. How about you guys? Easy going. Very easy going. Just work. Yeah, pretty mellow. Hell yeah. Well, we are one day away from your big show tomorrow at Sky. Yeah, dude. That's exciting. Crazy. Yeah, opening for Liquid Stranger. Yeah, tell us a little about. Tell us a little bit about how that happened. What's going on? Um, so it was actually really random. I was just at work one day on a Saturday, and um, my phone started just like going off because I kept getting these notifications. I was getting tagged in like some Twitter conversation. And uh, one of the promoters for V2, his name's Ian, he tweeted and was asking for suggestions for new local talent to open for the Liquid Stranger show. And a bunch of my homies started tagging me in it, and I didn't even follow this dude or anything, so I would have never even seen the tweet. And um, so I got all these tags, and I thought, like, what the hell, just send a mix. So I sent my... uh, Last set from Soundwell a few weeks ago, oh, yeah. which I thought was a, I was really happy with the set, how it turned out, and I thought it would be like a pretty fitting vibe for a Liquid Stranger opening set, and like an hour later, just got a DM asking if I was down. Was that just unbelievable, unreal it was, feeling? It was crazy, because like, yeah, I was, I was not expecting any like gigs like this to really to be popping up in the next few weeks, so it was really exciting, and also like I've been a fan of Liquid Stranger for years, so... Um, for like being my first time playing at Sky, which has always been kind of a dream ever since they opened up, and just being a fan that goes there like pretty frequently for ritual shows and things like that, it's always been like a just big goal of mine to be able to play there. So like it, it was really cool and like super fitting for it to be a Liquid Stranger opening slot. Oh, that's so badass! Yeah, it's even it's it's amazing seeing your name on the lineup just under with Liquid <laughs> Stranger. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't have a logo made or anything, and um, Ian the promoter hit me up and was like, yo, can you like email me your logo? I was like, damn, I don't have anything like ready right yeah, now. So, yeah, so I was like, I was like, let me, uh, let me like see if I can make one real quick and like send it to you tomorrow or something. And I hit my buddy Carson, shout out Carson. And he came over and we just kind of brainstormed some and came up with some within like an hour or two and sent it over and it ended up being pretty cool. I oh, like yeah. it. it looks good. It looks professional. Thank you. I was thank impressed you. Yeah, with shout it. out Carson. It. And it's oh, yeah. great. It's an 18 and up show. Yes. So Jack Thank can come. fucking God. <laughs> yeah, it'll be amazing. And remember, I promised you guys last week, if you say you came to the show because you listened to the podcast, I'll take a shot with you. He will not buy you a shot. He will take a shot with you. I will we, not. we made that very clear. Just thought I'd make it clear again. <laughs> exactly. But I'm open to being bought shots. You got to buy him a shot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So buy me. Just buy me a just shot. Just buy him a yeah. shot. <laughs> no, no, you got to buy him Oh, me? Shot. I'll buy them a shot. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Caps too though. Okay. Sky Sky drinks are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but so tell me a little bit about how long have you been DJing for? I've been DJing now for about six, five and a half, six years. Oh yeah. Yeah, I started kind of uh, like the very end of my high school days. Is like when I kind of got into it. We would just my buddy Isaiah was like the first one who introduced me to it. Um, I still remember the first time mixing it was in my buddy Steven Ryman, Third Time Lucky's basement. And um, Isaiah just brought over, he had this little Hercules controller, just like a little, I think it was like a little two channel. And um, basically like he'd been, he'd been um, DJing for a little bit and was kind of like showing me and Ryman how to just kind of navigate the controller and it was just like I just remember it was like so much fun just like us three down in the basement just like bumping on some shitty speakers and like just listening to music that we were really into and um, I feel like I kind of had like a just like natural knack for it which I like, got like really excited about it um, so like, after that I was like oh this is like something that I could definitely get into and like I was really into I was like starting to get really into electronic electronic music at that time so like it just seemed like something to be like a fun hobby to pick up and so. Um, ended up getting my first controller, like a really shitty, uh, like Newmark mix track controller. Um, when I, like after I graduated and was going to my first year of college down at Dixie state in St. George. And it was, uh, just me and like a few of my homies from high school that lived in an apartment and like, we didn't really have any other homies there. So like 
there was just like a not a lot of like going out and stuff. It was just like go to class and then get back and I'd have like all day. I wasn't working at the time, so like, I just had all day to fucking work on mixing and like just like dive more into music and start discovering a lot more artists and stuff. And just like that year was like really just a huge kind of pusher for me where like I really got the hang of mixing at least like for how long I'd been doing it um, at the time. And yeah, just, it was a great experience. And like ever since then, like I got back after that year, um, bought like my first pair of studio monitors and like some nice Audio-Technica headphones and like I got a Tractor S4. I sold, I used to have this Vespa scooter and I ended up like selling that to get all this DJ. Oh, gear. no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like after I got my S4, um, that was just like another huge motivator to kind of like get a more powerful software and like a nice piece of hardware as well. That was just um, like really exciting for me. And yeah, after that, like I always just like was looking for any opportunity I could to just be able to play for any sort of audience, like whether it was like at my house in my room or like at like some sort of house party or just whatever. Like I was always trying to just find anything where like people would just let me play music and um, that, that kind of attitude got me a lot of just, like, good experience early on, because, like, when you first start shit, you, like, don't really know any better, so, like, you're kind of just, like, really eager, and, um, and, like, you don't really know what's right or wrong, you just kind of, like, do things without, like, really unapologetically, you know, so, like, it was a good experience for me to just kind of, like, get that early confidence going, and just, like, even though I, like, when I think back now with, like, my more technical knowledge, like, I just think of, like, what I didn't know, and I kind of just, like, laugh, you know, like, how it is with anything. Um, but, yeah, at the time, you know, I was just, like, hungry and, like, just trying to make as many moves as I could. And, yeah, it's just been, like, fun ever since. That's awesome. So do you think by uh, playing at somebody, like, in front of whatever crowd, small crowds, whatever, do you think that's helped you as you're starting to get into bigger crowds now? Yeah, totally. And it's funny because the house that I lived in before the house now um, was this like pretty good sized house and sugar house and we had this huge like this garage that you could fit probably like no joke like six cars in Gosh. it was like a massive like workshop and like none of us like used it for our cars or anything so we just like kind of naturally like partied and hung out in there and stuff and um we like just all like the people who lived there before us it was like a college house with kids from westminster they like my um one of my good friends bryce bc einstein um his bat he played basketball for Westminster so like he was affiliated with um the kids who lived there before us so we kind of got like a really good deal on this nice house this big space like in this nice neighborhood in Sugar House um definitely like not a house that like a bunch of college kids should have been living in and like throwing huge parties at like we were probably the only college kids on the block um but we just started like kind of having these like little parties like and I would I just had like my little two studio monitors and like we would just invite all these people over and um, kind of just, like, to try to throw the coolest party that we could with what we had, and, like, we were just, like, so excited about it early on, like, especially me, like, getting this opportunity to finally, like, play for, like, you know, more than, like, 50 people at a time, like, with inviting a ton of people over, it was just, like, really awesome for me, and kind of, like, it encouraged me to bring a lot of energy, and then that was, like, reciprocated with the people who would come, and, like, people got like, really excited about these parties and stuff, and um, I ended up getting like some really fat loudspeakers, some turbo sounds, like 15 inch tops and 15 inch subs. Damn. And so like we kind of like started just like amping the uh, sort of production up on the, just on these little parties that we would throw. And like now we have like a bump and sound system with like a lot of fat low end and like really high quality, crunchy, punchy fucking speakers. Oh yeah. And um, like, I got like a whole light rig that was DMX controlled. My buddy Carson, shout out Carson again, um, <laughs> learned how to run my DMX board. And uh, like we had set up like a pretty dope stage setup for what we had and like have like lights that were on um, like pre programmed scenes that Carson would sequence. And like it just looked pretty fucking badass for being like just in this garage. Um, so like these parties just like started to get kind of ridiculous. Like we'd have like hundreds of guests come through and like. For sure. um, but, like, everyone would always just, like, flock into the garage because it, like, felt like a little fucking nightclub in there. That's so And, good. like, it was just, like, a really good experience for me to kind of, like, get this 
like, because I was the only person DJing, so it was like, I didn't have to worry about, like, you know, anyone else playing before or after me. Like, I could just do my thing, play whatever the hell I wanted, and, like, got to, like, really practice a lot of, like, open format DJing with, like, mixing hip-hop, electronic music, like, bass music, house music, everything, Um, which is, yeah, it was just, like, a really good thing early on, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard some stories about the, the stadium. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, stadium, stadium. Heard some legendary party yeah, stories I'm, about stadium. I'm not surprised. Um, so, a few, was it a few months ago you did the after show for Diplo, right? So, it was the after party for Diplo was playing at the Twilight Series, and oh. it was an after party hosted by Live Night Events at Soundwell, and it was uh, Wookie, who was the headliner. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I got to open up that show for Wookie, and then another local actor played after me. It was really fun. Sweet. Was that kind of the first time you've been exposed to like a really big club crowd? Would you say? Yeah, that was like probably my first really cool club gig, which was like so exciting. And Soundwell was really cool. It used to be uh, um, what was it called? Club Elevate, which was also okay. a cool spot. But like Soundwell now is like they redid the whole floor. Um, got a new sound system. Like everything's like super nice and new and clean. So like, it was my first time being in the new Soundwell venue. And oh, it was, that was bad. So it was like really cool. Yeah, I heard it was a really good crowd. Um, sounded like you had a badass show. Um, but yeah, we're all stoked for you tomorrow, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're all going to be there. I'm excited for you guys to be there. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be unreal. So make sure you get out and see him. And uh, let's hit some news. You guys down? All right. So the first one I wrote down was that Shaq was the special guest at Lost Land. Yes, DJ Diesel. <laughs> yeah, so not only did he just make an appearance, he was the special guest and played a set. He was just the heaviest of heavy dubstep. What do you think? Yeah, is that all his that set was? It is, is that... just absolute headbanging heavy dubstep. That is all Shaq plays. I like to imagine he's like a chain smokers tribute band, <laughs> and he just gets up there and just plays nothing but chain smokers. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing, just that Lost Land. <laughs> be a, quite a shock. Yeah, it'd be great. I'd love it. And um, also staying on Lost Lands. So there was apparently 100 plus overdoses, nine confirmed deaths, two tents were ran over with people inside the tents by golf carts, security cart ran over someone and broke their leg, and a car was stolen um, out of the campgrounds. So Lost Lands was metal. Wow. It was the place to be. Um, but unfortunately, um, people are blaming Excision because he put on the festival and they're saying, you know, hashtag fuck Excision. It's his fault. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, I definitely think like from what I've noticed, at least on social media, it and yes, like those are all very, very bad things like that shouldn't happen at any festival whatsoever. Mm. But it's not like it was Excision's fault. Like those are just things you can't plan for. And it seemed to me, at least, like everything else, he had very, very well planned and organized, even for a second year festival. Like, he had it very well put together with good staff. And th those are all just things that you can't really prepare ahead of time for. And so I think that's just something that we deal with in the whole community of electronic music. Like, not like maybe not the running over people in their tents. But, thing, yeah, that's kind of out of anybody's control. Yeah, except for exactly. The person but the like cart. the whole overdose thing and people like with the fentanyl and the flocka being found, that's something that we are just. It's more we have to figure out how to deal with as a community because it's going to keep going on until we push to get these harm reduction and drug testing tents at festivals. Like this stuff is just going to keep happening. It's not like. It'll just go away. There will always be the people doing that stuff and trying to push that stuff on other people. So the only thing we can do as a community is kind of work together to solve this problem. Well, if I can add to that, um, <clears throat> in terms of the harm reduction, like it's hard for me to imagine that being kind of okayed here in the States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's definitely... And, I mean, I think the only festival I've heard about it in the states is uh, lighting in a bottle i've heard they do a harm reduction mm. um, volunteer group which is really awesome and i think it's really important but I, what we can do is at least increase the education and like let because mm -hmm. i feel like not a lot of people know about the, like the fentanyl epidemic going on and right. the fact that there's now fentanyl being found in drugs that aren't opiates like mdma and 
cocaine, ketamine, whatever, like whatever the kids are doing, like there's fentanyl that is being laced with these drugs and people aren't expecting it. And if you're not testing your drugs and t- taking um, what you would take as a normal dose, like you're gonna, there's a good chance that you can OD if there's fentanyl in there. So it's like everyone just needs to just do a little research and we need to, as um, as a community, really push educating the people who aren't seeking this information out and make sure that they know to just be safe and definitely, if you're going to partake in these things, get your shit tested, whether you're doing it on your own or whatever. Just, like, take the necessary precautions because, like, it's not worth dying just yeah. to yeah, for sure. get fucked up at a show. So just be careful, y'all. Well, that's what that's what's too bad. Saying it probably wouldn't happen in the states is it's illegal to have those things in most states, and so people were getting mad at Excision saying he should have had these harm reduction tents. But in Ohio, it's actually illegal to have anything. Yeah, that the show. They, yeah. If they heard about that, it would be a big red flag. Even though it it shouldn't be, but it's yeah. just the unfortunate culture that we is. live in. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, people just have to be careful and learn what they're taking. Yeah, education, education. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, this was a story I wrote down, you know, if we had enough time, we do. So it's Post Malone, I'm not a Post Malone fan by any means, but Post Malone more than likely is cursed after his Ghost Adventures episode a few months ago. So, months before his private jet crashed, his Rolls Royce got totaled, and armed robbers robbed his house, he appeared on a Ghost Adventures episode with Zach Baggins, who's uh, the host. And uh, Zach Baggins was touching an ancient book, apparently, like, and it's cursed, haunted, all that. And Post Malone's touched Zach Baggins. And apparently, Zach Baggins said a curse probably came through to Post Malone. And so now he's just having a string of bad luck. Have we heard anything about this guy? Is he cursed, too? I I think being on Ghost Adventures, he's probably... Yeah, you're just already, you just have all kinds of... He's deflecting things left and right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, knows, I guess we'll have to watch out, see what goes on in the future. Definitely. Sounds like he's definitely having some bad luck. I watched Post Malone's Nardwar interview today. <laughs> what did he say anything about this? No, this was a while ago. Oh, okay. He's, he's a sweet guy, though. Yeah, I do like him as a you know, I really like him as a person. Um, but reminder, we got to talk about the Fourth State Halloween show. Yeah. Some more info on that, Jack. Yeah. So October 19th, I already said a little bit about this, but October 19th, we're going to be throwing a Halloween show at 1100 West, 400 North, Old Abandoned Church. Uh, We'll have more information coming out over the next couple weeks, but set that date in your calendar. It's going to be a good time. and We'll make sure to deliver with a good time. Yeah, I highly suggest going. Groove Garden was a ton of fun. Um... So, Unger, what, um, you kind of helped start, you know, for State as well. Um, what's kind of your goal going forward, like, just before State, just, you know, music in general? Um, well, with for State, the idea was just to um, just create a really cool, immersive environment for people to come and just ultimately have a good time, like, like we like to do when we go to shows and festivals and things like that. And we just, I'm, I'm not sure what Jack really touched on in the last time when he was talking about it, but um, we kind of just felt like a little bit of lack in the shows that we were going to here in terms of them just being sort of feeling a little one-dimensional where you've just got like kind of your one room with your dance floor and maybe like a few things along the outside of that room. We kind of wanted to make uh, like a bigger space with multiple rooms where you could kind of leave the dance floor area if you want and have another cool place to go without like having to fully leave the premises and like come back and kind of just make it a little bit more of a interactive like adventure within a a confined space um so that was a big idea behind it and yeah i mean we're just we're just trying to have fun and like we're all three out of four of us who are in four state um dj and make music as well so it's just like a good opportunity for us to grow together and also bring other passionate heads along with us and we can all just kind of push each other and just do fun cool stuff yeah that's awesome it was yeah i told jack last week it was definitely the most unique show i've been to especially locally thank you yeah it was really awesome yeah we put a fuck ton of work into that oh yeah it's it's like awesome to hear a reaction like that from someone who came as a guest so thank you oh yeah i had a blast 
Um, so this week, our guest mix is from none other than Alex Unger. Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit about what the mix will be like this week? Um, so, yeah, um, I've been doing a lot of, like, deep and dark kind of grimier bass music sets lately, so I thought it'd be fun this time to do a fun house set. Still, like, I mean, my, my kind of ear is catered to, like, pretty deep and minimal things, so that's kind of, like, something that's going to be consistent, even, like, when I'm playing a different style set like this. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to do something that I haven't been doing a lot of lately because I've got, like, tons of really awesome house music that I don't really play a whole lot just because there's not a lot of opportunities I've had to kind of play a house set. So, yeah, we're going to get into a 30-minute set, and um, we're going to... We're in my studio right now, and I kind of move things around to uh, make a little kind of DJ booth and open up the living room a little bit, so we're going to do it kind of boiler room style in here, and... Yeah, a few of the homies over. It's going to be a fun time. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, a little house party. Yeah. Always down for that. Um, well, boys, podcast number two, successful. Yeah. Great job. See you guys next week. This is Alex Unger.
light and it starts to spread, she gonna bring that attitude home. You don't wanna do nothing with their life. When a fire starts to... Give it to me. 
Scotty. Bill comes up to me and says, what to drive? And I said, Bugatti. Bill comes up to me and says, what to drive? And I said, Bugatti.
Hey, thank you guys so much. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, shout out. Thank you. Shout out for State. Uh, keep an eye out for more podcasts. You can go back and listen to the interview I just did with them and listen back to this mix at soundcloud.com slash Live. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, check it out. Anyways, peace. Ooh-wee. That mix was nice and it was brought to us by our own Alex Unger. We appreciate Alex for making that. And Alex, special shout out to you for absolutely killing it, opening up for Liquid Stranger at Sky on Wednesday. If you were there, you know just how great of a show he did. So, kudos. You did awesome, man. And also a special thank you to all of you for tuning in to podcast number two here at Four State Entertainment. We're going to keep coming to you Tuesdays. We'll record the episode and then upload last week's episode on Tuesdays. So if you want to submit a mix, you want to be a guest, slide into Jack and I's DMs. Really, slide into any of the Four State guys' DMs, and we'll make it happen. We appreciate you guys. Keep listening. We're going to keep getting better. Have a great week.